Okay, we're back. This is episode 22 of Out the Shoe. I've been super busy at work. It's been absolutely crazy. Uh, my parapana has been off and uh, I've been holding the fort, but she's now back and uh, I'm trying to get everything ready for holiday. I'm off on uh, holiday for the next two weeks. But before I go off on holiday, we are going off on tour. We've got a cricket tour. In fact, it's more of a reunion cricket tour back in 1992. Standing up in Aberdeen Uni, I uh, took a team of guys down to Cornwall and Devon to play on a 14-day cricket tour. It was absolute, I tell you what, it was one of the best tours I've ever been on. The standard of cricket was absolutely awful, but the stories and the hijinks we got up to are just still etched in the memory. Anyway, we go back down every two years and uh, we get the band back together and we head off down to Cornwall and we try and relive those memories of 20, nearly 30 years ago. It's absolutely fantastic. In fact, nobody, after we finished the tour in 1992, probably nobody spoke to one another for about 15, 16 years. And then one of the guys got onto Facebook and he... Obviously, everybody at 992, we didn't have Facebook, but by the time it was in 2011, everybody was on Facebook. So one of the guys started looking for everybody on Facebook and lo and behold, within half an hour, not only had he found everybody on Facebook, but he had asked everybody whether or not they wanted to go back on a reunion tour. And within half an hour, we had, of the 15 guys that went on tour, we had 12 who were signed up on the dotted line. So that's all coming up in the next week and I'm really looking forward to that. And it ties in nicely to a question I always get asked as to how did I come up with the name for Out the Shoe? And really the name for Out the Shoe comes from the uni tour back in 1992 and it's all to do with the Drimkin game. You will have all no doubt over the years played a game called Fizz Buzz which is a forfeit game as most drinking games are. So this is similar to a, a forfeit game so what happens is that you have I don't know 10 uh, guys in a group and you will start off and it goes from 1 through 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. So when you have a prime number, you have to say wide. And if you have a four, you have to, or anything divisible by four, you have to signal a four. Anything that is six or divisible by six, you have to signal the six. And anything that is a square root is a wide. So you start off and it never gets past 13 or 14 before somebody makes a mistake. And of course, the forfeit is you have to drink two fingers. And the forfeit of drinking two fingers is that you have to do it in the style of a famous cricketer. And of course, you've got things like, so this is back in 1992, uh, where there was no smoking ban. And one of the forfeits was you had to drink it like Ravi Shastri, the uh, Indian off-spinner. And of course, that's out the ashtray. Then you had Wilf Slack, who was a left-hander, played for England a couple of times, Will Slack on your back, so you had to go on your back and people would just pour the drink on you. Then you had Pat Pocock. Well, that's not what you maybe think. You had to take your sock off and you then had to put the sock over the, the, the pint and then you had to drink it through the sock. And then finally, of course, 
Yeah, well, before that, it's uh, the leg spinners were on their heyday. So you had Abdul Qadir and you had uh, Shane Ward. So you had to drink the, the, the pint out of the back of your hand. And then finally, we had Garth LaRue out the shoe. And you had to take your shoe off. Everybody put their beer into the shoe and you had to drink it out the shoe. So that's where out the shoe has come from. A lot of questions about that and hopefully I've put that one to bed. Listen, enough of that. I caught up with Chris Cross Ross on Tuesday. We talked about last week's union. It looked as if it was going to be a bit of a boring week, but lo and behold, there's West have lost their grip on the title and it looks as if, well, it is, Drumps are now dropping into the relegation dogfight, closely followed by Pollock and Sterling. They're now being dragged into the mix. So we had a good long chat on Tuesday and here it is. We're back. We're back outside. Outside again. We're another beautiful evening at the Bull Ring. We've just finished training, so everybody's buggered off home uh, to leave us in peace and quiet to do the shoe. Yes, well, safe. No, no well, clean no, felt no, 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 bombs no coming bomb. over our heads. And what a weekend. Mm-hmm. There was me thinking Saturday, having played against Greenock in yep. one of the most exciting games I've played all year, uh-huh. and then I turn up at the World Cup final and, and it trumps out threefold. <laughs> I mean, I think you're probably quite lucky in that you got to go down to London for the final and just forget about what happened on Saturday. Well, it was probably just as well because it was just, again, a morgue in the dressing room, yeah. not helped by some tuneless singing by the Greenock boys. Yes. I don't quite know what they were singing. And hopefully we can get Chris Hempsey on or Johnny Hempsey and they, he can they actually can tell us what, what, they were, they were t- <laughs> what they were singing about. Do you know what I loved? Not to go too much into this. is obviously a, it's a WDCU podcast, so yeah. we won't go too far into yeah. your exploits in London. But what I loved was that you set off in... Set off in this set of clothes on the Saturday night, and all the photos that popped up all day through the Sunday were just you in the exact same outfit. <laughs> Clearly, had made no effort to change. But, but I, I couldn't make any effort to change because I went on the booking yeah. bus. The whole thing was I was booked on a flight to go down on the Saturday, uh-huh. and then they bloody picked me for the first team. I thought, well, shit, I can't. I'll have to play for the first team. So I then had to rearrange it, had to go down on the boogie bus. Yeah. I'm then meant to fly back out on the 20 to 9 back out. I'm looking at my watch needing to get the half past six to Stansted uh-huh. and there's still five overs to go. <laughs> It was ridiculous. I was we were getting, I think, the best live update of the game oh. that anybody could possibly have had, just on the sort of fellow patrons' drink orders, the, the <laughs> guerrilla marketing campaign you were undertaking. And then I had to spend forty notes in getting the bloody bus back up, <laughs> the bookie bus back, back up, up on again. a Sunday. Oh, it was absolutely tortuous, <laughs> tortuous. So listen, what we're going to do is thanks very much for everybody joining. There's Ayaz, Gulls on there. Graham Hayes joined us. Jamie Carruthers, Nick Boller again, yeah. Ian Young, Youngie's there, and Toby Gardner all join us there. Toby, obviously New Zealander, must still be crying. Oh, hurting. Oh, hurting. what? I mean, it's just, I, it's ridiculous. I don't really know how how you sum up a game, a game like that, or even just the ending. Where, like, you, like we said just before we came on, it turned and it turned and it turned, and you, it's just. Absolute madness. Yeah, Absolute it was one of the most exciting madness. games. Exciting games. So listen, what we're going to do is we're going to, as it, as ever, we're going to run through the uh, the batting order. Um, first of all, we've got uh, Drumpelier against Fergus Lee. So we'll give Riyadh a call. 
there wasn't too much um, of uh, a bit of feedback, so I'm not too sure. We might just have to prattle on ourselves. Perfect. So, I'm perfectly good at filling silence. So. <laughs> the Drumpy's against Fergus Lee. Um, uh, Toby G is apparently still very upset, by the way. Yeah. Is he? That's yeah. what he said. Um, so Drumpy's, again, looks as if they've been brought back in. Obviously, Greenock yep. beating West. Um, and now there's a bit of daylight between Drumpies and Greenock. And yep. you've got to think that Drumpies, in order to to get back in the, the sort of the pack, you've got to think that they've got to eke out another win at least. Probably. I mean I think looking at the table where we are just now, I mean Pollock, whilst they're only on three, I feel they're a better team than the other teams that are down there, but I mean, my erroneous Sterling prediction is well, they've coming. Been, well, they've been dragged back again. Yeah, exactly. As if they had a bit of a horror show. Yeah, and it just it just feels like no, none of those teams can really put enough together to claw themselves out of there. I mean, I think where Greenock, uh, where Greenock have got the advantage is that their pros just seems to be the best. The, I mean, at the moment, the best player in the league. He's astonishing. Yeah, I, th- I think that's him now. Got what five two five two eight maybe five thirty, yeah. and we've still got six games to go. Absolutely, he, he could do the he could do the thousand runs. It, yeah, I mean the form he's in at the moment, absolutely, and he's what second either second top or top of the wicket taking standings as well. It's just it must be a hell of a signing. Yeah, hell absolutely, signing. absolutely. So Riyadh's just sort of emailed in there, and uh, he said he's at a club meeting. So um, we better just go through the scores. Tahir Ahmed looks as if he was on fire yeah, again, Tamir, 66. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah, good knock from him. Uh, I've not, not seen that much from play, but he's a young guy, might have a lot of potential. 66 not out, and again, in a day where you've not got anybody else in the team that's got sort of above 30, and a score, do you know what I mean? a score of 166 and a total of 167, it's really, really solid. Young guy, they'll be really pleased with that. And, and 47, 47 overs. So yep. you've got to be thinking, going into the, the half-time team talk, I think 167. Admittedly, I think it was out at, it was out at Drumpelier. Yep. Um, Drumpy's won the toss. Which yeah, was... I mean, who knows? I mean, this, the way that scorecard looks, it must, have, it must have been pretty horrendous to bat on, I think. If you just... Because drums were 130 for 9 or 50. Yeah. That's... I heard it described as an umpire's nightmare by an umpire who will n- remain nameless. Why was that? Just, that's a long time, that's, fi- what, 50, 50, 57, no, 97 overs you're out there for oh, right, 190. Right, just lots, a long day at the office for not a lot of excitement. Lots of decisions to be made. Well, and just, just a long time out there for not a lot of runs. But, yeah. uh, but I mean, again, looking at that other scorecard, you only have one person in the top five, six who's in double figures even chasing 167 you're not going to get close with that so with six games to go what what are you thinking with Trumpy's chances it's really really difficult I think when you've got this it's like we said just a second ago the grouping where people don't really seem to be able to pull away from one another so you've got Sterling look like they're sort of far ahead of everybody else and then get dragged back in. I mean, Greenock, the form they've started to put together, looks like they've possibly got a bit too much, as we've just said with, with the professional with Bandicar. Pollock, it feels to me like they just don't feel like a team that should go down, but yeah, it kind of depends on the run of fixtures, I think, people go on. I mean, I think what they'll all be pleased about is that they're fighting over one spot. So, Yeah, I, I mean, East Coast Bride look as if they're, they're, they're dead and uh, dead and buried. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and uh, Haroon? Picking up three for 13 yeah, off his 10. Yeah, I mean, what a spell. 
What's been? I mean, for a kid who maybe didn't bowl that much last year, he's certainly taken over his brother's mantle, and uh, he's come to the party this year. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, they must. They really, it's a bit of a luxury to have, I think, when you lose lose a spinner who was obviously of the quality that Hamza was to yep. then be able to replace him. I mean, obviously, it wasn't even replacing him who was in the team and was bowling, but to be able to just say, "Well, we've got another person who we were pleased to be able to fill that role," so mm. straight away. Mm. Uh, I think. I mean, I think as a team, they're they're strong. I think they'll they'll turn still they'll turn over. I think more of the top teams before the end of the season, but I still think they're probably just a little bit too far away. But I think when you look at the stuff that the young guys around that team are doing this year, they'll be confident going back into next year, particularly if. Do you know I mean they can? perhaps replace players that they were missing from from previous years well you've got to be thinking maybe Hamza will be coming back Mike English might be coming exactly. back and if they come back they'll be a hell of a strong side yeah I think I think regardless of how the season ends if you bring those two straight back in in my eyes that's you as the the automatic favourites well, as somebody who was, must have been one of the top wicket takers and somebody who was a 700 run yeah. scorer last yeah. year yeah. So. but just too much for them to do you reckon I think so. I think the only way, the only way they get back into it is they've got to rely on other results. Well, they? that's it. I think. I mean, we'll come back. We'll come round on to to West in a minute. But I think if the only way Fergusley come back into it is if West can turn over Prestwick at the weekend, and then there becomes a bit of a merry-go-round of the teams above them, sort of taking points off of each other, and they, that allows them to pull themselves back in. But at the moment, if things play out as they have to form so far, I think they're probably slightly too far out of it. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, listen. Let's move on to we've got Greenock against West. Ah, well, perfect timing then. Um, and we're going to try and, and speak. And that's to, us. Let's move to on to the next <laughs> result. <laughs> Jesus, I tell you what. Who scores? To, who chases two hundred at Greenock? I know. Well, I know David Hinchcliffe. <laughs> oh, sorry, not David Hinchcliffe. The the Western analyst <laughs> will be uh, pleased that he sort of uh, he called out my or fact checked me last week, but just. I think when I again I wasn't there I was uh, having considered making the trip down to Greenock but deciding after my away day at uh, Harriet's last week my body could possibly do with a slight break your liver you yeah. mean <laughs> uh, I decided not to come through but when I heard that it was 200 that West were 200 that I thought that's it walked but yeah just in, just I mean it sounded like an absolutely incredible game of cricket I mean, and an absolute stinker for West I tell you what he batted hell of a well uh-huh. he batted hell of a well let's try Chris Hempsey I'll try Johnny Hempsey as well um, he batted beautifully he really did he just timed it he got it it, it went out to sort of sevens uh-huh. at some point um, and then he didn't panic Yep. He had some great help from um, the one-legged maestro, Flacky. Yep. Um, so Flacky's done his, his knee ligament. I heard celebrating. Uh, celebrating like getting Rory, Rory out. Yeah. Um, and then he bowls off one foot and still ends up taking a two, two, for th- two for 30 off his eight. And then comes in, smacks, and really got them going again with yep. 17 and then their fellow um, Pandir, yeah. uh, he came in and uh, he smacked a six, two fours, and then before you knew, you looked at the clock, and the clock was down from six to fives, and then we're, we're, we're struggling. Well, that's it. When we were, I mean, we were following it on the after demanding a ball by ball update on Twitter. That was how we were following it. And when it got to, when it, I mean, what four off the last over? It felt, I mean. To me, that was it's done. Nobody defends defends mm. four of the last over, and then it was what dot. Well, dot. he put three dots, uh-huh. 
Um, and then he comes over to the offside, tries a ramp, gets a tickle on it, beats Mikey, um, and it trickles over the boundary for yeah. four. Well, and it's, it's two that, celebrations. Yeah. Well, and it's that thing I think of. I think I heard that fine leg and third man were up, obviously, because with four to win, you're thinking you need to protect. Well, particularly with a batsman like that, you, yeah, you need to protect long off. And Absolutely. Long. And there becomes a point it's just the, the issue of one day cricket which I think we quite often because so few games seem to get to that point in Scottish League cricket we don't quite see that side of the game quite so much yep. and it's also when you see the quality of a batsman like that who can who can pull that shot out at the end of a game and feel confident in doing so but also the balls to do that when what's one wicket remaining well that was it yep. he, he refused singles off the, the penultimate over just so that he made sure yep. that he was batting and he only allowed the number Eleven to face the last over, the last ball of yeah. the penultimate over, um, so it was clever batting there. Got down the other end and uh, and had a go. But I think for me, the writing was on the wall where they had won three overs on the trot. Yeah, um, uh, Pandahar come in and, and started whacking, and then we bowl this fourth over, and we bowl a tight over, and then the ball somehow goes through Mikey's hands and hits the helmet. Yeah, and so they get think, a five, they get two, another two, so they've got a seven, so they win another over, and then it just went downhill from yeah. there. I mean, I think one of the things, kind of, this. I mean, it's really hard to take anything good from a day, a day like that. I think at this stage of the season, but for West, I've had lots of scores from people who possibly, like Mikey and James in particular, who'd been struggling for runs, yep. to chip in there in the middle was really, really positive. But on the other side, you have to look at. How have we gone? I think 196 for six to 200 all out. We were talking. There was, there was a point we were talking over here where we were saying that's 220 and 230. Well, it should have been. Yeah, it should have been. You know, we've lost four wickets for, at 199, um, and everybody was thinking 220, 230, and yeah. we but we batted we, we batted 46, 47 overs. That's yeah. just criminal. Yeah, you can't do that and expect to win cricket games, or you can't do that and expect to have an easier second half we just put pressure on ourselves yeah. and, and they came to the party and, and we didn't bowl as well as we have done previously no exactly and I mean I think it's it happens I think what's probably frustrating frustrating for us as a club uh, really frustrating for the guys that we're playing and that have obviously put a lot into the season is that you're about to go into that really tough run of fixtures and so when you I think we've said previously I'd, I've felt for a while that nobody was going, nobody's going to go unbeaten until the end of the year but is that the game you can afford to have your loss in? The thing that I'm clinging to is the fact that nobody has been playing consistently yeah, well absolutely. I think apart from Prestwick who seem to have got their batting all sorted out yep. and their bowling units pretty strong yep. everybody's having a nightmare mm-hmm. nobody has had a consistent run of three games where their batting unit and bowling unit have all performed yeah and that's the thing that I think... And, and is that going to happen in the, in the last six games of the, of the season? I don't think so. I just think that's maybe a, a malaise that the clubs have got, that they just can't seem to, to get everything put going together week in, week in, week out, like Fergus Lee did last year. Well, that's it. I think at some point, actually, it just becomes... It becomes... It's not something that's ever going to be sorted. It's probably just a fact of the teams that are playing in the league this year that they're not going to consistently knock out 220s and bowl... Te- bowl 
teams for 120, 100 There is a distinct lack of consistency, yeah. and, and I think that's why we are still in, in the hunt. Yeah. Admittedly, we might need to re- rely upon one result. I know Adi are playing against um, Adi are playing Prestwick at the last game of the season, we go to Stirling. But the bottom line is we have to win the next six games. Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly, that's it. And we've, as we've just touched on, within that six, you play Prestwick this weekend, Clydesdale the week after that, Huddingston the week after that, and then Fergusley, I think, before Stirling. That's a really tough run. And But that's also, if you want to win if you want to win league titles, that's what you need to do. Absolutely. Greenock safe? They're not, they're not safe yet, but I think... I wouldn't say they're safe, but I also don't think they'll go down, if you know what I mean. I don't think that I would just be happy to say that that's them. They're definitely a Premier League team next year. But I also don't think that I just can't see them going down. I think the well, basically the other teams can't rely on on somebody as good as uh, as Bandicar. I think possibly some of the supporting players they've got, people like Flack, know what they're doing. Mm-hmm know how to win cricket matches and seem to be I mean he, they seem to have a bit of fight about them yep. whereas I think some of the other teams there's a little bit of a if you hit them with a punch they so crumble so here's the positives for me for Greenock they've obviously done the three peats so they've yep. got three so there's a bit of confidence yep, there absolutely yeah my concern is that Flacky might not play the rest of the season you know if, yeah, if, if his ligaments are out yep. he can't turn up and bowl on one leg because he won't get a he won't get a runner, mm-hmm. um, and that would be my concern. Uh, I do still think that they probably have to win one other game yeah. to be to be safe. I mm-hmm. mean, the talk in the traps is that you need to win four games in order to be safe. That might now have changed, given the fact that we've got Sterling, Drumpelier, and Greenock all in all in the mix. And I think as well when you've got with also sorry we've just been for press with play Huddingston second last so they won't it won't go well, right second last, last right last game of the season. But um I think it's not so much just that I think it's almost more difficult, isn't it, when actually there's one team who doesn't look like winning. So it feels it feels to me like you've got they're not going to be the te- they're when other teams play them. They don't look like they're going to be ones dragging people back. So it feels like every team has a free win left. Yep. All those teams round there. So actually, Greenock's five wins in reality. Say they get to five by beating beating East Kilbride. Say that actually is that like four in every other season. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah, it yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. changes your calculus round there slightly. Yeah, fair point. Fair I point. also think you don't want to be going into the last game of the season thinking we've won four and that is normally what keeps people up do you You want to go in and end the season on we stayed up by actually having an okay season at the end of it rather than we clung on yeah yeah Yeah. but yeah so let's move on to what some were calling the dead rubber Pollock against Greenock it's maybe not that now that Pollock Clydesdale sorry Pollock uh, Clydesdale now that uh, Pollock Lost and have been dragged back, and they're not that far away yep. from Greenock. Um, Pro uh, uh, Pollock seems to have sort of gone slightly off the boil yep. for them, um, and they struggled to 134. Um, Barrow back, uh, Boldy's two for 23. Um, just a bit of a nothing innings there from them at 134. Yeah, at Shaw home. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It just. It's hard. It's, it's hard to take much from, isn't it? Because there's a couple. I mean, there's a couple of starts in there. You would be wanting Craig getting to 18 to kick on. And the guy Ramzan's obviously had a good knock to get to 44. But to run from what is that five wickets for 
nobody after I mean, nobody from seven downwards has scored more than eight or no more than seven. Nobody from six downwards scored more than fourteen. It's really hard to again to build a total if you just yeah. you lose wickets quickly at the end like that. And I think they're to me their batting is really reliant on Craig and the pro to to guide and sort of control the whole innings. Do you know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. they play everybody else can sort of form the innings around them. If you just if they're gone cheaply, I think it's really hard for the guys sort of maybe down the order to to stick around it also feels like their batting order chops and changes a lot I don't feel they're really quite settled yeah. on on where what their best sort of mix is but I think the qual- I think the quality they have as individual players is better than the teams mm-hmm. below them I wonder if they'll be now thinking thank goodness they beat Greenock yeah yeah but I mean if because they, if they'd lost that one yep then that's that's they would be right in amongst a real, it yep. real struggle I mean I think as well on the other side of this game it's pro- it's instantly the signifier of how important, as we've said almost every time we've spoken about Clydesdale, how important Barrington is to that team. Two for 23 and 49 not out. And they've been a team that's been prone to to dropping wickets quite quickly, quite cheaply. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, we obviously, we can't, we weren't there, I can't talk for how Cairns batted how... Uh, but you have to think that having somebody like Barrington there supports those other guys yeah. Yeah. to... Just to play, maybe just play their own game a little bit mm-hmm, more. Mm-hmm. Almost the same thing that we're, I was saying with uh, with Craig and the pro at at Pollock. But I mean, I think if Bennington's fit for the rest of the year, I think they potentially play a bit of a spoiling role. Now there could be quite a few teams that could be the spoilers. Yep. I mean, Fergusley obviously being one. I know we've got to go down there. Yep. Um, I did play Prestwick, and in the same week, uh, Fergusley play West yep. down at Meikle Riggs. Yep. Um, and I think that is probably going to be as big a game for West as the two games against Prestwick and, and Uddingston. Yeah, well, exactly that because that's it. If you go into that game still, still in it, that's Stakes a team. High. We, yeah, and it's a team we've really struggled against. Yeah. yeah um, so. But yeah, I mean, I think I'm not. I'm not. I'm not surprised by this Pollock and Clydesdale result, though. I don't. I don't really. Listen, I could not there for young Cairns, 44. Yeah, He's a young absolutely. kid. Absolutely, and just had. I mean, I just I saw today's including the Scotland under nineteens. Oh, was he under nineteen squad for the upcoming? Oh, look at you. Yeah, well, I know. Did you do your research? I did. What by that? I mean, I was on Twitter. Oh yeah. Not while at work though. Not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but him and Angus captain and actually Kess Jad from Pollock all in there. So all right. a team a match filled with young potential. Oh, but that's uh, fantastic. But yeah, but exactly. I think to yeah to have have young guy Kane's do that from the top of the order that's really promising for them because I think that's where a lot of I think again we spoke about them potentially being a little bit of a transitional season where they're going to again to me they're out of it where they need to take the real positives from this season is if you see progress from people at Cairns from Angus Guy from Sturgis and start to see them as people next year who actually you're not thinking oh 44 that's a good knock too. no you're relying 44, upon 44 actually that's what we want you to be averaging sort of somewhere there's you know. an expectation yeah, that you absolutely. have to move on and that's where if they want to, if they want to be back challenging for titles they need those young guys to be to be up supporting mm-hmm. up supporting Barrington yeah, um, yeah. and so I think they'll be yeah they'll be really pleased with that one Good. We shall try Paddy because he did say that he was in a meeting and we might be able to to get hold of him. So um, he'd better have something interesting to say. I feel I've worn out everything I've got to, <laughs> got to say. Even this game, I phoned him earlier. No, but it's uh yeah. I think it's. Just, I mean, actually, having looked then at the other innings, Cairns also took two for twenty-eight off ten overs. So that's an absolutely brilliant game for for him. And 
it just looks I mean it must have been I think a difficult pitch to get spin away and Cairns and Bashir have, and Routh have all all bowled very tight spells yeah uh, Shoham can be a bit like that a bit it's just it can be very sticky uh-huh, can't it? Trying, uh-huh, to, uh-huh. trying to attack against the spinners yeah, can be yeah. uh, not very I mean trying to attack against anybody for me is never particularly fun but <laughs> <laughs> no he's not there either we're this not is, doing very well no, this we? is, I mean, although I mean we know people don't come on here for the guests they come on on here for us Johnny <laughs> It's all they want to listen to. I'm adoring fans. Um, I just went while well, wanting to uh, talk about Mr. Mogul Man. Surely we leave that to the end. All right, we'll leave it to no, the end. No, well, it depends. We can skip Sterling. No, let's go Sterling Addy. Because Clarkie, listen, I tell you what, if there's anybody who'll come on, <laughs> he'll be there. He'll be desperate. Yeah. He will be, he will be. Where's that? So listen, you, t- you talk about the game and I'll get him on the phone. I think it's just, again, a bit of a nothing total nothing really for for Sterling bowled out for 107 and 34 overs They've that's been backwards with, yeah he? and that's with that's with them being given 21 in wides from from Uddingston it'll be interesting to speak to Brian and Neil Alexander that. wasn't playing for Uddy so no. I mean, you would have thought they would have had a chance I mean again it'd be interesting next week boys <laughs> <laughs> you've been listening you've been listening how was, how was your holiday Long story, not great. Oh, story, story for another day, I'm afraid. Is it? <laughs> oh dear. Yes. Right. We won't ask too much then, Brian. Oh, well, that sounds oh. like a bit of a downer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Story for another. Day. Okay. <laughs> so listen, back on fire for you boys. 107 Sterling struggling, eh? Sterling struggling a little bit for me. Sterling, Sterling, really, really missed um, the pro amateur from last year. Yeah. Miss an old head. Mm-hmm. Really, yep. really miss an old head. Some really talented guys in there. Um, Tom Bradburn, Tom Jones. Tom Jones has is, is, um, got a bit about him. Really, guy can play. He just needs to, just needs to play with a bit more mouse, I guess, um, and and could do with someone in there helping him out a little bit. So mm-hmm. feel for him a bit. They for the um, drop. I think they're on a run. I think they're on a run. You can see them drop. Um, they're in a fight with Jumpelia now, aren't they? Yep. You um, think Greenock have got enough? I think <clears throat> I think nobody particularly fancies going to Greenock, Johnny. Yeah. To be honest, and I, I know you guys that that was a, a proper upset on Saturday, but uh, Van Decker can play. Uh, yeah. Well, that's him. We, that's him. We hit a, a Van Decker last year, you know. So that's his five hundred. Yeah. He scored now five hundred and thirty. So you know we've got another six games to go. Who's not to say that he's he's not close to the thousand by yeah. the end of the season? Well, that's it. You know, you could see those boys in fourth comfortably if they got in a run, and, and you know, we've got to go down there in a couple of weeks. I think they play press week at press week this weekend. Yes. Which I see is a bit of a different kettle of fish, but even so, he's. Well, th- you tell me, he scored runs against us earlier in the season. Yeah, I think Flack will struggle. I think Flack will struggle to to pitch up there. He's knackered his knee again, so um, I don't. He he ended up coming out with a, a runner. And his ah, knees we just we completely gubbed. Eight, to be honest with you, but you never know. He's a young guy, you know. He's a Lazarus-esque uh, recovery in, in a few days. Yeah. Who knows? But um, they'll miss Flacky. Certainly miss his bowling. Uh, he bowls some effective darts. You would say, wouldn't you? <laughs> 
<laughs> I tell you what, they were effective off one leg. <laughs> he walked up to. It was like uh, that fella. Uh, was it David Bill? Who was the guy at Uddingston who used to walk up and. and Bill, Hazel. Bill Hazel, that's right. Bill like, Hazel. You know the story about Hazel? It, it wasn't one leg, he had it was one eye. Seriously, Bill only had one eye. He only had one eye. And which eye was that then? His, his left eye? I think it was his left eye. Because uh-huh, uh, otherwise he would have had to have batted left handed. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. But as a kid, as a kid he got Bill in the eye. Um, Bill's oh, right. in the eye. So Bill played until he was 50 odd. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> you must have wheedled that in every <laughs> every time you're on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, Bill, Bill played until he's 50. He was a left. He was a left armor, wasn't he? Well, he was a left arm. He was a left arm. Yeah, he didn't turn it. He never <laughs> turned it. How, how did he very pick his hand? Well, he was. He was. He just used to. Uh huh. He yeah. used to turn it. And I tell you one one thing that came up in a, in a conversation during the week was who was the guy who came in and he used to bat for you guys in a motorcycle helmet. <laughs> David Duncan, right? Not a chance. He came in, it was a motorcycle helmet, wasn't it? Now, I remember playing as a kid, as a 13, 14 year old, uh-huh. in a, a cruise game, and the guy, you know, I'm batting with Davy, and Davy, of course, was, the, was the, the performance coach in Scotland at the time. He was the only level three coach. So, um, <laughs> Tell you. He was the proper, proper coach. So he, but he used know, to bat Davey. like 10 or 11, he used to come in with his motorcycle <laughs> helmet, I, and, I, and I remember I was. And all that sort of stuff. That would be so. Playing a cruise game, I was maybe 13 or 14, and I'm standing at the other end doing what Davey's telling me to do, and uh-huh. as you do. Uh-huh. And the guy is slaps, giving it a rum, 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 rum. <laughs> That's what we used to do. <laughs> <laughs> we used to stand and slip, me and Alan Williamson, <laughs> and we used to go, rum, <laughs> 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 rum. <laughs> so, up until recently, there's a, there's a kid here, I can't remember his name. Right. Asking somebody Lloyd Jefferson, there. right? Lloyd Jefferson, right? Lovely. Right. He's, he's got this questionable green knuckles helmet, and of course right. I'm going. Rum, 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 rum. <laughs> this kid's no idea what I'm doing. Thinks you've had, thinks you've had a stroke <laughs> or something. Just thinks I'm a, a mental old guy. <laughs> Funny noises behind me. His tongue lolling <laughs> about like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, actually, we played him in a pre-season game, and he came out to bat, and he's got a new helmet. I said, "What happened to helmet?" I, I spit on it. Helmet. So, um, aye, Lloyd Jefferson, motorcycle oh. helmet. Oh, hilarious. Nobody else did, obviously. No, no, no. That's brilliant, that's brilliant. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back, back to more serious <laughs> things. Um, your man, Neil Alexander, he'll be back for uh, next week, is he? Or has he got a two-weeker? Yeah, no, Neil's, Neil's good. Um, good. We've been training tonight. We're, we're, just, we're just finishing up. Neil's been just getting through all his skills, actually, just getting a bit of rhythm back. And have you got your Wesley Cup game against the air? What's happening with that? Is that this week? Um, we're playing it tomorrow.
you know, we have suffered a bit through the holiday period yep. and um, we'll get into that game without Neil, without Gareth Bradley, without money. Um, someone else was missing as well, so apologies if I've forgotten who else was missing. But I think we were missing four and mm-hmm. four regulars. So the guy stepped up. Um, Stirling went pretty hard actually, and, and again we were probably a little bit loose up top, a wee bit too many, a few too many experts. Well, we yeah, saw yeah, that twenty-one wide um, you pitched out. Abdul pulled it back and bowled nicely, bowled really nicely, as mm-hmm. did uh, Mohammed Adnan. Yes, three for twenty-seven. Um, he bowled some real good balls. Um, uh, Matt, um, what's his name there? The captain. Tweedy. Tweedy. Matt Tweedy got a real good one off and one that straight and back in I think he bowled the other opener and Tom Jones got one that came back in and he, he chopped on bowled beautifully um, but a few too many wides and then uh, the spinners the spinners are, are really going for us just now well I was going to I was going to ask that Brian because <coughs> no, ob- it was a was it was it a very friendly deck for a spin I mean Oasis no. clearly bowled an absolutely brilliant spell it was a fresh pitch uh-huh. so it was one of those ones lost the toss again of course I don't think I've won a toss since last Christmas um, what were you playing in Christmas that you were in tossing <laughs> <laughs> well it seems that long so um, we've tried all sorts of things other people have gone out and tossed for me are you to do that what am I going to call last week okay we just crack on <laughs> um, so we just can't win a toss it seems on a Saturday but actually it's doing a bit two headed coin <laughs> I'll tell you a story about tossing up with Colin Mitchell So we were playing um, in uh, a Coxborough Cup final here And he rocks up with his Aberdeenshire side And, and somehow he was skipper um, And I'm skipper at West So this is sort of early early 90s um, And he, he takes the coin and he flicks it up And of course the coin lands on its, uh, on its end And starts rolling away and I shout tails, and of course he then runs after it, picks it up and said, unlucky Johnny, head. <laughs> and he's giving me this massive wink, and I'm thinking, what can I do? I've been absolutely... <laughs> done. I've been done over. We've never had umpires at those, <laughs> and we didn't uh, exchange... Not for a game. Well, no, there were umpires there, but I don't know whether we oh, ever right, did the there, toss when uh, the umpire was there. Is that, did that, is that what uh, you normally odd. did? I don't know, Johnny. In the, in the late nineties, I was like five or six years old. So I'm pretty sure back in the, the day, 90s, you never, you the never. Nineties, I was, I was rolling up half past. I've got to be honest. That was, oh, that was one of your questions, was it not, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask if you is that what? Uh, can you remember a time where you've rolled up and you've been pretty much three sheets yeah, to the wind? Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember when we played the conference here um, prior to the national league. Right. We played Aberdeenshire here. At the time, I was I was in Scotland under 19s, and we were just about the next week. We were due to go to I think we were due to go to Scarborough, right, or somewhere. Uh-huh. Chris Crullers was the was the oh, yes. team uh-huh. manager. Yeah, yeah. Very formal, lovely fella, Chris. <laughs> yes. Um, lo and behold, he's umpiring us this Saturday. Oh, he did umpire. I remember Sherry. that. Yes. Uh huh. Yep. So I had gone to someone's. Whatever birthday on the Friday night, opening of, opening of a card envelope, whatever. I was out. I was. I was gone. Um, we've gone to the pub. Things have moved on. I've rolled in at four or five in the morning. <laughs> um, fortunately, 
Roddy would have been playing was he, or was he at no, Granger no, that Roddy time Grange, but, um, Mike Gore um, McRae All right, um, yep. Smith Sloppy, yep. you know proper proper side of yep, yep, yep. and I'm, I'm just hanging absolutely hanging it had been a bit wet uh huh. So we're bowling first. Oh no! So you've got to do the I'm, business I'm line there. of stuff. I'm out there, you know. <laughs> and of course, it was expected of me to get up to the stumps, do this, do that. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm standing up. I think maybe standing up to reefs. <laughs> and reefs is, you know, and it's just, it's not happening. No. And Mike Smith runs down the wicket to reefs, and reefs is bowling his, his uh-huh. heads. Uh huh. And this thing is just. Whacked me right in the chest. I've not even seen it. <laughs> and of course, Chris Cullors is standing a square leg looking at me. Because you're the under 19 wicketkeeper. I'm taking this boy play against England under 17. So like, oh no. <laughs> oh dear. I'll tell you a story that we had. Um, so. When I was playing uh, Scotland under-19s, we were playing at Grange against England under-19s, and they rocked up with Graham Thorpe. Uh-huh. Um, he was their superstar. Um, and we bowled pretty well. We got them for 200 and odd. <clears throat> and, of course, we went in to bat, and Roddy Smith, he gets a first bowler, and we get rolled for, like, 70, and so we have to bat again. <laughs> and then Roddy gets another second bowler. So his day's done. And it's a two-day game, and we're just hanging on for grim death. So we then go out for a night out, and of course, Roddy, we're sitting in this pub, and Roddy thinks, right, I want a drink off, right? I said, what are you talking about? I'm going to bet any of you buggers that I'll be able to drink more than any of you, right? So he then, uh so he then, so I think, I can't remember who it was, I think it might have been Dougie Johnston. Challenged him. Oh yes. So the so the two of them are going drink for drink, drink for drink, drink for drink until Roddy stands up. He says, "I've got to go for a pish." Right. He stands up and he just completely <laughs> goes down like a sack of potatoes, and we couldn't pick him up because he was so bloody heavy. Anyway, we we, we rock up the next day, and Omar Henry has obviously been smelling the drink yeah. off three quarters of us, and she's he put us through the mill. In a, in a warm up. In a warm up, and people were spewing. And, oh. oh, it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. So there you go, that's the moral of the story. Don't turn up drunk. Never. Nah, never these days, never these days. <laughs> I, I just wouldn't last the pace of my life. No, no, no. So who you got Saturday then? So we have Pollock here on Saturday. Okay. Um, so again, I think Pollock. Oh, you know, it I, depends I, which Pollock turn up, I guess. Exactly, yeah, but. You see, we have a, a pro that can bat and bowl, um, and youngy, um, and a few other guys that are mm-hmm. really capable. The, the young fella uh, Ramzan, yeah, um, the young boy Dar, young Sajad, the left hander. They, they, they can play, you know. Yep. So I think every week for each of us is a potential nana skin now that's coming to the business end of the season. So you've got your wits about you. And, and just make sure that you're, you're right, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got that added pressure, haven't you? I mean, the the, the, the three sides, and I guess Fergus Lee to a certain extent, the, the, it means more, every game means more. It's not a yeah. dead rubber, and I think that, that affects teams in different ways. Yep. Aye, but I think, Johnny, it's a few years since we were truly competitive. We won the league in 2013. Mm-hmm. Maybe third, 2014. And a couple of years ago, got to just about the halfway mark top of the league and then faded so yep. I would rather have something to play for going into this time of yep. the season than just get through the motions mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. 
everybody's engaged, everybody wants to be about <coughs> everybody's talking about it. So it's, it's a great feeling. And there'll be Everybody. more pitching up at training. That's what I always thought. That once the Aye, the season that, was over and you started awesome. playing a couple of dead yeah, rubbers, yeah. then no bugger turned up at trainings. Yeah. But uh, that's right. So it, it goes a bit flat, doesn't it? Mm. So you want to have something to play for in the last few weeks of the season. Can't ask for any more than that at that stage in the game. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, listen, we'll let you go. Um, good luck on Saturday and uh, best of luck against Air tomorrow. Yeah, where are you guys on Saturday? Uh, so we're uh, we're here, drum piece. Oh, um, oh, so oh, well. <laughs> we'll see we'll see how we get on there, and then we've got a race night, so that'll be good. There'll be a, a quiet few, one. There'll be a quiet one. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. we'll, do, we'll do a proper shout at the end of the show for the race night. Invite all our listeners along. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Are there still uh, okay. horses? No, but still? I think I think I got a horse named after the show. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, so. Good man, yeah. good man. <laughs> all righty, we'll let you go. Thanks again. Cheers, Brian. All right, cheers. cheers, buddy. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Now that's more like it. Yes, somebody a couple, had, a couple of stories. Exactly. Well, I mean, I think particularly Look given the scorecard. <laughs> yeah, well, just given that, give us, that give game, us some funny stories. That game wasn't much to talk about, really, was no, it? I, no. To be honest, I. I'm struggling to even looking back at it having had Brian on for 15 minutes not really spoken about the game I'm struggling to think of anything that I really want to say about that game I, I thought he was committed Brian Clive so that was a surprise to me that he would turn up three sheets to the wind Is he? are you disappointed? Given you've I don't ju- know given, what I am given you've just said you turned up to Scotland in the 19th no I did not I never said that I said that was Roddy Smith who got absolutely bleasing I'll tell you one story I was playing uh, this would be senior district so this would have been I'd split up with the, with the fiancé and I get, uh, and we had a party back at our place and it was like a five o'clock shot we had some guy playing um, Baker Street out on the balcony he uh-huh. just he just rocked up with his yeah. um, what would that be that would be a saxophone okay and so it was absolutely fantastic yeah. brilliant um, <clears throat> so I got to bed about four o'clock had to go we'll go down to Dumfries and I roll out of bed and I fall on my uh, on my hand uh-huh. right and there was a a razor blade <laughs> uh, oh, a, a, um, a, a razor uh-huh. and so I thumped my hand on the razor and split my hand open. <laughs> so I have to rock up and I reckon I was still pissed yep. when I when I started. And that, that, was, that was after a two and a half hour journey to Dumfries. Dumfries. What age were you? I mean, I think in 20, th- given, the, given the circumstances, there's probably some, some justification for that one. No justification. No justification, no. never. No. no. <laughs> I tell you, you do it once, and then you just never again. <laughs> Till the next time. <laughs> Till the next weekend. <laughs> so listen, <clears throat> I want to talk Mugal. about my Mugal man. 83. I know, incredible scenes. 83 out of 154. Incredible. Well, I mean, in, he had to come off. He in, had to come in off. In 30 overs or something. No, yeah. 43 overs. Ridiculous. So let's assume that he's opened the batting. 83. Jeez, if he'd stayed in for another seven, he could have got one fifty. <laughs> are we are we phoning Mister Rowe? I mean, we don't have access to the scorecard for this one. It's quite hard to to say anything without no. Given it's not. I been... just want to talk about him. <laughs> just want to talk about him <laughs> rocking back onto but the back. If the, the day the day when you want your man to fire, you're hoping that Icky's going to get something, Cassie's yeah. going to get something, and they get rocked for 130, 140. Well, that's it. I mean, I think. To me, I, but it's just another signifier of probably where they are as a team, really, isn't it? If, 
that's when exactly like you say you need those guys to knuckle down to around that all you need is 20s and 30s mm-hmm. if yeah, they yeah. both get 25 each then they're what they're that's 130 you well, get well look at that kid at, at, at Fergus League at 66 and a total of 167 you win you add 20 onto that that's 180 you're near 200 yeah, exactly and you don't lose much from there yeah. I just want them to to support de- your man to, to demonstrate that they're a, they, they did well last season it's a different ball game though isn't it I think but look at drums they've done okay I think I've not seen drums I would imagine drums carry themselves slightly differently on the pitch I think division one you can probably get away playing two sides out two two parts out of three of the game I yeah, well, think... Icky did say that. Icky did say that when he came on, didn't he? Yeah, I just don't think you can play in this league and have <clears throat> and only provide and not try. Well, not not try. I have no idea what effort they're putting in. But mm-hmm. that game here, they didn't. They weren't a good field inside, and I don't think they don't have the quality on the other two parts of the game to just not do one off. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say much else. Prestwick rolling. I think of all the sides, they're the most they're, consistent. They've kept their powder dry, yep. um, and uh, I tell you what, I, I'm. Is that your pick then? I think if we can't do anything, then I think Prestwick are. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I think. I think they're if still going to play Uddy, second last game of the season. I'm not too sure. They're still going to play Fergus Lee. No, they played them Have last they? weekend. I think. Because that, yeah. Because remember, we got all excited. Cause, so they've got to play. Oh, no, was that Uddy? I'm, to be honest, I'm getting confused. There's been too many games. I've lost track, Johnny. <laughs> I I think that that week, not this week, but next week, will be our most important game of the season. I think, and I think, and probably Prestwick's as well. Because I think if Prestwick turn us over, then. It'll be between them and, and Uddingston. Yeah. And I think if we can turn them over, then that puts us right back, back in, in the in equation. The um, and probably leaves it in, in Uddingston's hands. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I still think it'll go back down to the last game. Whether there's three teams, hopefully there's three yeah. teams vying for that. Um, because Uddy have got to go to Clydesdale. Yeah. So that's, that's a difficult shout. And Fergus Lee, I think Fergus Lee play. Um, Prestwick I think maybe I'm wrong yeah. maybe I'm wrong but yeah so I'm away on holiday for a fortnight oh no not this week not next week but the Couple first weeks two weeks in August you, can, you can't trust me with the kit surely <laughs> what are we going to do I don't know do we just phone each other and talk about the cricket thing? talk yeah. shite as normal yeah I mean I'll find other people to talk shite with but I'm always happy for another another companion can you do can you do a Facebook live that Facebook live might be a difficulty it would only just be me. It would be. We could have a cardboard cutout of you, and then I'll just type stuff into the video. That's right. No, we'll yeah. need to. We'll work out. We'll work out a plan. Uh-huh. Well, who would you have on? I don't know. I'll need to have a think. I could, well, Rory Kleinfeld has been badgering me. Maybe I'll just interview you him. Think? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll do that. Oh, we'll have something. Yeah. Listen, we're going to knock it on the head. Um, it's been once again most enjoyable it has and that was I think that was probably one of the better interviews we've had what with Brian yeah, yeah. You, well, didn't, you... you didn't see um, the fleet man the fleet man um, <clears throat> texted me and, and he obviously heard that I said that it was like speaking to a football manager <laughs> what did he say well he just he gave me that emoji I don't know what emojis mean 
<laughs> I think it was one of those tearing. I think it was a laugh out loud. Yeah, I think he took it in good heart. Good, as you would expect. Yes, well, exactly. Exactly. Right, we're going to sign off. Absolutely. We're uh, out the shoe. We are. We're sometimes right. Sometimes wrong. Always. Certain. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much, everybody. Now the Facebook Live video's off, I don't know, you might want to leave this in for the, for the podcast listeners, but I've been bursting for a piss for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> don't know if you've noticed, I've been crossing my leg, moving back and forward. And well, listen, don't, don't let me stop you. You can off you go. I'll be shuffle off in a pool of, a pool of urine <laughs> coming down your pants. <laughs> okay, folks, that's your lot for this week. Do apologise for the delay in getting the show out. As I say, it's just been crazy busy at work. Sitting here Saturday morning looking out at what looks like a smitter smattering of rain. It looks as if it's been on pretty much all night. So hopefully you guys, uh, your covers have worked and that when you roll them off that there hasn't been any leakages. It does look, weather forecast, as if we're going to get some play. It looks as if by round about lunchtime everything starts to look a little bit brighter as far as the sky is concerned i don't know how much of the wind is going to be out there to dry the grounds but i guess we should get some play today this week we've got um you know what a lot of people saying is a bit of a boring week and again i think it probably is i think there's a lot of games there that you're thinking are complete shoe-ins but was that not the case last week as well so Clydesdale against East Kilbride let's run through the rule of the five games you've got Clydesdale against East Kilbride you can't really see much past the Tipwood guys East Kilbride still failing to fire although my man Mogal got an 80 odd uh, last week so Clydesdale there for the 25 points Ferguson down at Michael Riggs again Fortress Meikle Riggs I don't think that Stirling County are going to be able to show up there so I'm talking 25 points for Fergus Lee West against Drumpelier I think the pitch at West will have blunted the Drumpelier attack and so therefore I'm picking West for a home win and then Prestwick Greenock although Greenock have won their last three games I think Prestwick will have enough in the tank I guess so I'm looking for a home win there and then Uddingston against Pollock I think they will round off the five home wins for the five home sides this week and I can't see Addingston slipping up against Pollock which then leads us into what is going to be a crucial week for at least two of the top three West go ahead against Prestwick in I think probably a must win game for West and that is probably the standout fixture for next week. So that's next week, that's this week. Let's have a chat about that on Tuesday. You've been listening to Out the Shoe. Sometimes right, sometimes wrong. But you know what? Always certain.